here we go. I just hit record, so now it's going. So we'll have stuff. Cool. I should have thought of that straight away. <laughs> well, you're going to have to repeat what you just said because it was gold. <laughs> About the scary book industry. <laughs> you said life is too short. Yeah. So let's just make a podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to our first kind of trial but it's turned into an official podcast and I'm Melanie Schubert here with the lovely Angela Montoya and we are going to be taking you on a journey through writing, querying, publishing, all those burning questions you have. Yes and I am so excited because this entire podcast will all be will be about the writing community about our friends that we've made along the way, and just a place where we know that this writing life that we've chosen is not as lonely and as scary as we sometimes think it is. It's a beautiful place, and we're going to learn together along the way. It's kind of like our introductory podcast with extra, yeah. extra random stuff. Yeah, we're just talking trolls. We're talking everything. <laughs> I'll have to watch my cussing. What's our level of cussing for podcast zero? No, I think, I mean, I think you got to have a little, you got to be comfortable. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I mean, and I want to have like a comfortable too. I feel like if they, I don't want every second word to be like cussing, but I feel yeah. like the occasional here and there just adds emphasis to things. It's, you know, yeah. Sometimes you really just, there's no other word than a good cuss word that, that no other word can do justice than a good swear word. Yes, you've been adding some, I saw your thing and I was laughing so hard about writing your steamy scene. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, how's it going? <laughs> that must be uh, kids in the house. I, oh my gosh. I, honestly, it's kind of, it's, I mean, I, the book was already steamy. It was, was already, you know, there was hints <laughs> in there. This way I just like went for it. I'll have to like send it to you so you yeah. can um, uh, see your steam monitor. Well, steam I've been watching monitor. Outlander and the last few episodes have been like a little bit hot under the collar. So mm. I'm going to <laughs> Yes. Where, what episode or se season are you on on Outlander? I'm going to say season three. They've just settled oh. in America. I lost track. To be honest, when I signed up for it, I did not realize it was like this epic saga where they're going to like yeah. go back in time, come forward in time, have children, be separated for 20 years. Spoilers. If we <laughs> <laughs> I just keep watching your trolls um, dangle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to change the subject completely, no. but I was just like, those things... Your troll earrings are gold. <laughs> Sorry to change the subject real fast. No, please. This is exactly the kind of podcast I want. We can just <laughs> relax and talk about trolls. No, she's so cool. She's on Etsy near Roshi. She also did those dinosaur ones. Yes. And you can get custom trolls. So, I mean. Oh, my gosh. I, I love just it. Feel like, I love it. <laughs> live it. You just live your best life. No, I was just going to bring it back to the social media because I just, yeah. I didn't mean to jump into trolls, but um, <laughs> are you, 
Are you, cause you are so good on Instagram. I mean, I love your Friday check-ins and they like, honestly, I always feel like a, it feels like a breath of fresh air watching them. It's just like, you're so honest <laughs> and, and real that I'm just like, like, yes. And, um, are you on Twitter as much anymore? Cause I, I deleted my Twitter because I was trying to, yeah, I, I got rid of it cause I was trying to just stay focused like my my brain was going everywhere that I couldn't like I couldn't do anything but be on social media so I I had to get off so are you are you on Twitter what are your like main things I'm still on Twitter but to be honest after pitch wars it went from a flood to a trickle to a I'll occasionally put up something that I already put on Instagram. And I think a lot of that is just because my community is on Instagram. Like I put so yeah. much time into Instagram and the, ni the nice people are on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know, and that's probably why I deleted it. Like you'll go on and it'll be like news headline after news headline. And I'm just like, ugh, 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 like every time. And I just, that said, I'm keeping it because some people are just on there and I'll still post links and stuff there. Uh, I have yeah. the author Facebook thing. And when I had that little indie book published, I used that a lot to like do promo stuff because it's, it's just different categories of people on every platform. But I don't mm -hmm. think I would ever invest as much time in those platforms as I do in Instagram because I've just found the community to be more like-minded on Instagram. And so, yeah, but I still keep them there. Just yeah, that's good. I think eventually I'll, I'll you know, reactivate Twitter, but I'm, I was right there with you. Like Pitch Wars, all in, like yeah. keeping up to date with everything because people are on Twitter. I mean, they authors are, so are on Twitter. Yeah. And the so, there. It, yeah, it, it's huge. But you're right. Like, there's just, like, a constant bombardment of just, like, information, yeah. you know, arguments, <laughs> the whole thing. So, yeah, Instagram is home base for sure. Yeah. Everybody just seems pleasant. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll get, like, a creepy man like sliding into the dms and i'm like no like i don't need a sugar daddy i am good <laughs> right i like how you've set up your thing i might have to work i mean this is okay this is just on I'll my try. i love yeah. no, I think all your skulls they're so cool oh thank you it's it's funny because i always see all these beautiful bookcases on instagram or book talk you know just glorious like i am always just oh, i want that so bad I have, this is, this is the size of my bookshelf. <laughs> I, I don't know. Someday, like, I, feel I don't feel a lot know. better about this now. Okay. That's mine. I don't know if you can see it from here. That's mine. Yep. There, there it is. Another one, a little one over there. But I also feel like abysmally unprepared in the book department compared to like the bookish people. But to be fair. What I've realized is we are the writer folk and they are the bookish folk. I feel like the people with all the giant shelves and the people who are super well read, that's like their profession, you know? Mm. Whereas I think with us, we're trying to get the books on the shelves. <laughs> so we're like, that's good. 
that's the reason I've told myself. (laughs) That it, oh, like you just, you just helped me because. Yes, because it dawned on me the other day. I had this guilt, like, I don't even know what books came out this year other than what was in my feed. And I've been like so behind with my reading. All I've read is Pitch Wars books and written. And then I was like, okay, but it's because you're a writer. And I was like, huh, okay, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, I've been reading and writing my own freaking books for two solid years. And like, sometimes (laughs) you just don't, it's got to be a really good book, yeah? Or like you lose focus do you find that at the moment when you're writing oh my gosh yes it's honestly to like get through a book without like zoning out and and thinking of your own book or or things that you know could be changed it's impossible I do um I listen to a lot of audiobooks so that helps because it's like it forces me to just listen and because I you know what's that I think I need to get into the audiobooks for sure. Yeah, I love it. Like, because to drive my son to school, it takes about 25 minutes. Yeah. So when he's in the car with me, we'll, I just listen to whatever. Um, but when I don't have him, I'm free to listen to any kind of, you know, anything <laughs> I want. And <laughs> you just hope they don't come in the car later and hit play. And it was like his deep throbbing. <laughs> I know. Yes, I when know. Lives, a lot of um... <laughs> It's the truth. Well, and it's my, so like my cars, once I turn it on, it syncs up right to my phone and it just plays whatever like I've been listening to and it's happened to me. Oh my God. And I was like, no, it was like a slow motion. Like, no, turn it off. Like, uh, yeah. Oh. So. You're going to learn about the birds and the bees today. Uh-huh. All the time. Yeah. But it's, I love that you said that about, you know, we don't, we are so focused on, writing and it takes so much time that like to actually read is really hard it is and a lot of the time when I've been writing heavily the absolute last it's sometimes it's not even mental sometimes it's literally my eyes (laughs) I'm just like I can't look at words on a page on a the screen is the worst I cannot read on the screen when I've been writing a lot because I'm just like like I can't look at those little dots because we're doing a lot of it, you know, like, and then going to, so I think audiobooks is really smart. You know, I probably have been a bit, I've been a bit like stubborn and old fashioned with my reading. And like, I like a physical book, you know, and only really recently that I started doing Kindle stuff so I could read people's manuscripts. Mm -hmm. But I think the audiobooks is where it's at because you can just lay back and, shut your eyes and just listen. So yeah, absolutely. Go for it when you're writing a lot and editing. Editing is even worse than writing. Do you find? Because you're so focused on every, like I'm finding it a lot more exhausting editing now. The drafting, I was just like, la, 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 <laughs> la, la. <laughs> and just like, you know, this book drafted itself really fast and it was it was glorious. And so now editing feels very slow and tedious, but that's because I'm trying to do it quickly so you can read it. <laughs> yes. I can't freaking wait. I'm so excited. 
the fact that you drafted this fast is amazing. It is incredible. Uh, you know, I would just watch you like next chapter down, next chapter down, and then next chapter down, and then all of a sudden, I'm done. I'm like, holy crap, that was so fast. That's that was record breaking. Um, but it, I can't. It was my record. Wait. I've never drafted anything that fast, and I think. Um, it was like a lot of things, you know, like in part, there was just like this fire in my belly to have something else to query. Cause I feel like yeah. as I'm querying, I'm like, I'm realizing why dragons is a hard sell, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> when I find the right person, it's like one of those things, it could swing and it could be huge or it could to the wrong person. It's like, why did you write dragons for YA? <laughs> So with this in mind, I was just like burning to write something new, you know? And I think because I, I put this book aside, Society of the Unseen, my Pitch Wars book. I put it aside so many times. I was like, it's not this book. It's not this book. And then something would always happen. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess I could rewrite it again. <laughs> like I'd get some feedback <laughs> or like get into Pitch Wars with it. And you're like, oh, there is something there. It's not like a steaming pile of dinosaur feces <laughs> i don't know but it's very specific it's very specific. <laughs> but i think i feel so much better working on something new because you actually start to be afraid working on the same thing so long that you can't write something else or like mm. you want to write mm -hmm. something else is good and then you get into pitch wars and you're like oh my gosh i've peaked <laughs> what if i can't write <laughs> something so I think like between that and just I didn't have any deadlines with gobsmacked the performing arts company I write for and I thought I would so when I realized I didn't I was like I'm gonna just run with this because any day now my boss Patrice is gonna turn around and be like so <laughs> let's get some she's got a bit of a fire in her belly at the moment too and she's like pushing the gobsmacked stuff onto YouTube and like getting it more places so I know when the attention comes back onto me. It's going to be like, Mel, I need 12 songs and I need a new script and, and I'll, I want to be looking forward to it. So I needed something else, but yeah, my hours yeah. are here too. My husband's a truck driver, so he does long hours. So like I was up at 3am this morning editing, you know, and then I fell asleep again at seven. So I have like weird solid blocks of writing when no one disturbs me. And it, you can draft faster, but the idea did want to be written. Like, I don't think, I can't see myself ever drafting this quickly again. This was like an exception. <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, and I think it's the perfect storm. Like yeah. you had the time. Yeah. You had like the, the fire underneath you after pitch wars and all of that. Like you were just so ready. And, and it sounds like the story is fire itself. So I'm sure it was kind of like, you're ready to go. Like you want to get this done. Yeah, I did. And I think I just didn't let myself, I know it sounds easy. It's like when people tell you just be happy and you're like, but I'm having a miserable day. When I say I didn't let myself overthink it, it sound it, it kind of sounds like that. Like if you were having a bad rain day, you'd just be like, well, you silly mole. Like <laughs> that's a great thing to say, but not helpful. But literally like, there'd be mornings I'd wake up and I'd be like, 
I can never write anything as good as the last chapter I just wrote. <laughs> and then that thought freaks you out and it freezes you up. And it's like, if the days that I let that take over, I got nothing done. And the days where I was just mm. like, shut up, Melanie, just write once. I, I always trick myself by being like, write one sentence that doesn't have to be great. It can be the worst sentence in the book, but just write it. And then I find that one sentence unstoppers me usually. And I'm like, oh, well, I wrote one, I'll write two you know, and just keep pushing through. But I mean, fingers crossed, you might get it and you're like, this is a disaster. <laughs> I can see why you dropped no. it so quickly. <laughs> no. no, I've been reading. I've been reading your little tidbits and no, that's not happening. So <laughs> you're good. I, I assure you before I've even read it, you're good. <laughs> I believe in you for sure. And I love the Society of the Unseen, your Pitchworth uh, book. I thought it was, it was so fun. I've honestly, I can't say that I've read like a dragon book. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I thought it was so fun and inventive and like, I would, I would read that. <laughs> but I think like, I'm not like, I'm still hopeful that I'll find an agent with that book. I'm just also like, realistic of I feel like it's realistic of how competitive the market is at the moment especially with COVID yeah and yeah. it is to the even though it's contemporary it's to the higher end of fantasy and it's a hard mm -hmm. sell right now you know like you've got to really find but I mean that's just agenting you've got to find the right person and like we've talked about this before about how it's like finding like a life partner with your books and I just think yeah. the book will be an easier sell with that the dragon book is like, you know, I went to like a pajama party and like showed everything <laughs> all at once of my personality. <laughs> this book is like, I dressed up and, you know, I met the costume criteria. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get what I mean. It's like, I yeah. feel like it's going to be more appealing to a broader range of people, which is not the only reason I wrote it, but I mean. Sure. be strategic sometimes too yeah well yeah. absolutely because the this business it that it's just that it's a business and so people agents editors they're looking for that thing that yeah. is the next thing right so um and i think it could it could have been dragons you know yeah. at any time it could change, it could change. And, yeah. and yeah just like that and so you just you just keep going. And I think you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And that's just keep writing and, and learning along the way. Cause I know you're, you know, using save the cat and, um, you know, constantly just feeding yourself with knowledge and it's, you're only going to get better and grow and, um, and look at how fast you drafted. <laughs> so obviously it's working. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I feel good about it. Like, I definitely just needed something else. It's like you say, like, it could turn any second. Like, it could be Dragon's Flavor of the Month one day. And so I'm never going to give up on that book. But what I can say is having a second body of work to focus on, mm -hmm. I would never put the pressure again on one thing. I just, yeah. that's yeah. my yeah, I would never just have one work anymore that I just focused my attention on because I think it's 
it's, it wasn't good for my mental health because you like start to yeah. think that that's, that's the thing, but it's not like that. Now I'm, now that I've got a second work, I'm like, well, if it's not that book, it, it could be this one, you know, and you just. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's what happened with me with right or before Pitch Wars, my very first book I wrote. I mean, I thought it was amazing. What was <laughs> I thought it was so good. So it was called Kiss the Gods When I'm Gone. And it's basically, it was about this um, kind of like shadow hunters in a way, but like about this um, like team of uh, like special people that <laughs> um, were part of this thing called The Guard, which is not very creative now that I'm like reading. I've read so many that are called The Guard and I was like, Oh, well, I thought it was really great. I hate that. Um, <laughs> when you think you thought of something awesome and then it's in yes. like every, or somebody will be like, oh yeah, I read a book with that. And I'm like, what? That's yeah, totally. like a nugget of an idea that was so unique <laughs> and wonderful. And it's like, no. <laughs> oh, that's what this entire book was. It oh, was gotcha. all these things I thought was so creative. Um, God's. <laughs> like gods of the elements that I thought, oh, like no one's ever done that. And then I started reading and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's everywhere. Um, but like, I thought it was the book. I thought like I spent probably two years on it. And, and you know, I even had like a few people edit it. You know, I had my beta readers, all that stuff. I mean, I learned with this book. Like it was the first thing I wrote. I was learning the entire time. Like I was, I felt like I was in university at that time. You know, like I was in writing college, learning through that book. And, and I queried it. Oh, I got into author mentor match with oh, it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things that it feels like so long ago, but it really wasn't, but it just, it just feels like it. But I got into author mentor match and but I just, it wasn't clicking. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to take what everybody was saying yeah, was yeah. missing. If that makes sense. Like, totally. you know, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but yeah. like, they're like, you know, you need a, in, an inciting incident, right? Like you need that thing, like this catalyst to yeah. catapult your character. And I was like, um, wh what is that? <laughs> like, That's not embarrassing and, at all. I had no idea. I just, I just loved to read so much that I thought, oh, I can write. Right. But so I, I worked so hard on that book. Yeah. Like I worked so hard and then I thought, you know what? I think I need to let it go. You know, like the, it, I think I've stalled out creatively with this story. And so I stopped even looking at it and I picked up Save the Cat. I picked up Story Genius and and then I started writing Sinner's Isle and 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 it went pretty fast and then I got into pitch wars with it. And um, you know, so yeah, so hey, <laughs> hey. But I think, you know, it's like give yourself grace to be able to say, now's not right. Exactly. Now's not the time for this story. I'm going to you know, give myself grace. I'm not going to be hard on myself about it. I'm just going to move on. And, 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 and I think that process of moving on also is like, 
almost healing in a way where you're like, okay, it's okay. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be, you don't have to win on your first try. Yeah. And, and, and I think realizing that and moving on is actually winning in so many ways. Cause you know, you're just learning. And I think so much is for me in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> my heart was just like, ah! <laughs> I sing to you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I think it's, I think writing so much is just this beautiful process of just learning who you are and like how kind of strong you can be. Mm. And and to me, almost the, just the process is so much more beautiful than having the book, but I don't have a book. So maybe if I do have a book, <laughs> I'll feel differently. <laughs> maybe I'll be like, no, I'll hold my book and be like, no, it's the book. It's the book. <laughs> it be, it can so. be, the book is like the living. I think the, the reason people ugly cry over their books is like we're gonna ugly cry for sure yeah it's like the embodiment of all of that of all you've learned of all you've sacrificed and and then it's like here's your like physical trophy for everything you've done I think I think it can be both yeah that's beautiful I love that (laughs) I really do (laughs) I love everything you said it's just it's so true. It's a journey. And I think the discipline and the stubbornness to keep going. And I think like we've talked about this before about how, how much more like cocky we were at the start. Yes. Being like, like, yeah, I had that experience too. Like I used to think every word I wrote was like the shit, like this was the best, like this is going to change the world. <laughs> and yeah I think like the more you learn I don't know about you but like I have become more confident but less self-assured or something more mm. confident, less mm-hmm. less cocky like I'm confident my work is better but I'm also more realistic about the industry I think and like what what I need to do to like make my stamp on it (laughs) you know just yeah it's um it's crazy to think that like some of that early work I thought would have thought it's better than what I'm writing now (laughs) right right (laughs) that was like the publisher is gonna be like blessed to read this (laughs) (laughs) yes they're gonna open it up and it's just gonna be glowing light as they read through the work yes so in a way, I'm like kind of glad that I have been forced to take a longer journey to, I mean, obviously I had that small success with little indie book at the start. And I think that gave me, it was good. It was, it was good for my confidence, <laughs> but it gave me like a really false sense of the industry, I think, because I was mm. so green. I didn't even, it's like you say, that's what I wanted to come back to how you were embarrassed about not knowing what inciting incident was. But I don't think you should be because until we learn that stuff, 
it's like you said, I actually had that experience what you had with author mentor match kind of with pitch was like my mentor was trying so hard to explain to me some stuff and it was just going over my head. I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. understand what she wants me to do. I don't understand how I can do it to this book. But then starting with save the cat, I was just kind of like, it just clicked. I was like, huh? (laughs) Yes. Storytelling method. Melanie, a storytelling method. <laughs> and right now you've been like kind of stringing together a bunch of words and like it can work, but I think it gets so much more. It's not always marketable. I think mm-hmm. it's much rarer that if you just write on like a prayer that it's like less likely to be marketable and it does happen for people. But I feel like that's some of the disillusionment that people have early on with, I know I did with the industry early on where I just thought you just like craft and pour your heart onto the page and like that that's going to be enough kind of. And it can be, but I think if you want to do it as like a job, you have to approach it like a job and learn all this stuff. And until you start digging for that specific, and it's like, that's part of why I wanted to do this podcast because for me, it was like such a maze. It felt like a, a maze, like that Harry Potter maze, you know, <laughs> like it's like scary things, bushes, <laughs> you poke it and it like <laughs> what's behind that bush or it like swallows you whole, you know? And I think just talk, having those, that's what, that is why I try to be like really direct and open on my Friday check-in because that's the kind of information I wanted to hear. Like that, you know, you could get a yes on your first query, you know, or you could have a hundred queries that tell you no, and then finally get a yes mm-hmm. two years later. Both are normal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and both are absolutely okay. Yeah. And totally. And that's everybody's own process. Exactly. And I, I love that because what you say on your Friday check-ins, it does it almost makes you feel a little bit less alone, you know, because I think all writers struggle, but so often we don't see the struggle. You know, we just see, you know, oh, this is, this is the newest news. This is what's happening here. You know, oh, I, I just did this. You know, you only see the good and don't realize how difficult the road to get to that good was. And it can be so lonely and so, you know, just like you just feel sad sometimes, you know, and because no's are hard. No's are hard, no matter what. They're hard. Yeah. Because I think at the start, it feels like a comment on your writing, the no. It's like, no, you don't get to do this magical thing that you've wanted, that you feel like you're supposed to be doing. And I think that's why the no's hurt so much at the start, because it feels like a comment on your journey almost Mm -hmm. you know and I think yes that whole thing the culture of posting like all your successes and stuff a lot of like one of my favorite things to do is google like authors journeys to getting where they got and like they look like overnight successes but all my favorite writers had like decade-long journeys to get where they were going none of them just were overnight successes on this one book. They were all doing something to lead up to that, you know? So 
I think the more we talk about that stuff, the less alone people will feel and the more realistic they'll be about the industry. Like it is going to be hard work, <laughs> you know, like yes. it, it's not like some, no one's going to just be like, here's a golden ticket to do your dream job. <laughs> and you'll just flap around and like write one word occasionally. It's like, no, you're going to have to work for it. <laughs> and there's going to be fabulous days where you are flapping around drinking cocktails. But in between that, there's going to be hard work. So we yes. said something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink a lot and that you'll get through it <laughs> that's how I cope I don't know um, but <laughs> I can't really drink and write because I'm like one wine I'm fabulous two wines I'm even more fabulous but then when I read it later I'm just like you're not fabulous at all <laughs> No. it's just jeeble 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 that's what and I wake up in the morning I'd be like oh great why did I do this I thought this was epic I just wrote an epic scene um when I was wine writing <laughs> didn't work <laughs> but you know and I and that goes with all and I think that's just in life in general you have to be okay with not being okay okay with struggling um, you know, and just going through this process, but I like 100%. And I think we mentioned this or just you and I talking yeah. before, but like, if I didn't have a writing community, if I didn't have friends, you know, checking in or someone to just like kind of vent to or ask a question, get advice, I would have quit writing a million times over. I would have you know, just felt lonely or felt lost and just given up and think, you know, no, no one really cares about this. Like I can, I could literally stop doing this and stop um, torturing myself. But when you have that writing community, um, it just makes things hurt a little less and you have someone to laugh with and, you know, someone to just pat you on the shoulder whatever you need, because I think that there's no one that's going to quite understand you like another writer will, because yeah. there's something in us, you know, that just needs to create. And I think that helps us empathize with other writers. And so like to build that writing community, for me, it's been Instagram has been like heaven sent. I mean, I honestly, like I could say like some of my best friends in the world are on Instagram that I've um, just maybe zoomed, you know, like <laughs> never seen in my life. Um, but like, I, I don't care. I think it's perfect because also um, to have friends in real life sometimes is way hard. Yeah. So like to just be able to zoom and then click end, like perfect. <laughs> I think this all the time, <laughs> especially like when you are like a more quiet minded writer person. And like, as you know, like I have anxiety disorder and panic attacks. And so like to be able to like have set time frames and like, if I'm having a bad moment about it, you don't have to reply to those messages, you know, like you can. Yes. Yeah. You can like organize your time. You can organize your energy and just like turn it off if it's like annoying. <laughs> and sometimes like, <laughs> yeah. as a writer or a more anxious person, that is a gift 
And the nice thing is mm. all over the world too. And I don't think that I would be able to meet. Like when I think about it, I used to feel like, oh, I had tried like making a writing group with my, when I studied at a pub house here. And I'm sorry if any of them are listening. <laughs> if we put this up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry if they're listening. Like this is live. <laughs> oh, this is going to be juicy, isn't it? <laughs> They were just like all really, not all of them, many were super negative and like intense. And, and I was like, I felt so overwhelmed by them. They wanted to meet up all the time. And like, I just kind of was like, I'm okay if I don't see most of you ever again. <laughs> and like <Yeah. laughs> finding the kind of community on Instagram that I have made me realize why I felt so strongly about not continuing uh, writing relationship with those people because there's some and I think this is a group of writer people that fellow writers should watch out for there's those writer people who like are everything's negative and like they only Mm. have you met them it's like they just Mm -hmm. have a very toxic view of the industry and in an already difficult industry I find it so overwhelming dealing with those people I'm like, you do your thing. You, It's the one, they really embrace that tortured writer thing. And I'm like, <laughs> we all feel that, what they talk about. Everybody feels that like despair and like, am I any good? And is the industry too competitive? But like people who really vocalize it and like, like they like want to bring you down <laughs> kind of. I just yeah. don't for it because it is a hard industry and so I'm super grateful to Instagram as well because it's brought me in touch with people like you and our our class in general. I don't know about you, but I feel like our Pitchwell's class this year. I just can't imagine that the other years were this good. Like everybody, they is weren't. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can't. I can't. They weren't. They weren't. We were. <laughs> it's right. Like yeah. our class is so nice and so supportive. And I don't, I don't think there's one person where I'm just like, stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. No, you are so right. And, and just even just like little things, you know, you post something and they're like, yes, you know, I think just having someone do the little celebrate emoji, you know, sometimes that's all you freaking need in a day is just a little, a little heart emoji and you're like you know what thank you (laughs) (laughs) I needed that (laughs) it's so and and I really do feel like (laughs) I feel like the pitch wars the community as a whole is is so positive I mean that's probably just our I don't know you know everybody has their own experiences and you know I'm sure some I'm sure some have bad experiences or whatnot but for me personally, like even just hopping into the discord group, yeah. um, I, I did have to pull out because too much like voices in my head. Like I can't, I can't concentrate. That's why I'm off Twitter. <laughs> I get too like stuck on it and I just like scroll and scroll and scroll. So, um, but just like listening to, or not listening, reading, you know, the, the different uh, critiques that they were giving just to help with pitches, help with, you know, first pages, all these things. It was so nice and like, and done in a, with a kind heart, you know, done with that heart of, 
I just want to help you be the best you can be. And, and I think that is such a beautiful thing is where you're taking out kind of the ego of, oh, I'm, I want to be the best writer. Like that should not even exist. You know, it's like you take out that ego because there's room for everybody. Might not be right now, you know, might not be five years from now, but someday everybody's going to be able to sit at the table and eat a scrumptious pie, <laughs> whatever they like. And, you know, I think, <laughs> I love pie. Um, but I, I think, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you take that ego out and you just like, I love it. And you just let, you know, try to be supportive in any way you can is just part of adding to the community. You know, it can't always be about you getting the support. You have to give it as well. And I think Pitch Wars people are, you know, have definitely given and, and received. And I, I just love it. That was so beautiful. That pie. I felt emotional. <laughs> that was beautifully said. And it's so true. It's, <laughs> I think, like, one of the biggest like disillusions is that writing is a just a solitary act I think it really is a it's a team sport you know and the more that I remember somebody like just reading a random post on Instagram like about engagement and I think it was Gary Vee and he was just you know I love Gary Vee <laughs> and he was just like <laughs> if you can't take the time he's like so you've got people complaining about engagement and you know they've got 10 comments on their post and they don't reply to them and it's like if you can't even take the time to reply to these people who have like stopped and been like cheered you on and like commented on your post how can how can you expect them to cheer you on? You know, like mm. what trust are they going to have in you as a person, in your career, if you, and I mean, obviously there's a limit to how much you can, like, I'm sure like people with New York Times bestseller books, they, although I do notice Stephanie Garber does reply to every, like she is on the gram, that girl. Like I wait, wait, she replies to everybody because she replied to me and I thought, oh my God, like I have made it. <laughs> Did I just ruin your dream? <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm not kidding. Everyone, like, if she had, I'm sure if a post goes off with like a thousand comments, she probably doesn't. But I've just noticed that she really takes the time to engage, you know? And people I love get that. It. You're that big and you can't reply to every comment. But the fact, like, you remember that. I remember that she replied because she's a big author and we're trying to yeah. And when the big author is like, you go, girl, you know? It's like, yes. In Japanese, you say <laughs> senpai, like my superior. And like, senpai has noticed me. <laughs> I love that. That's, that is the feeling right there. Like that is it. Like I, yes, thank you. Yes. She gave me a heart emoji. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can get her. We'll build our profile and we'll see if we can get her on our show. It's happening. We're putting I, it in the universe. She's the kind of person who would say Manifesting it. It's more likely now during COVID people are kind of like at home a lot more and I think we might yep. get some yeses. <laughs> I think so. It's funny because, um, you know, we, well, we're, 
our um, lockdown is pretty much lifted. I mean, we're, you know, out and about, but like, I know this is terrible, but it really hasn't um, changed my life that much because I just don't go anywhere anyways. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I have no excuse. <laughs> I was thinking this the other day, <laughs> but you know, uh, it's the, cause I was, I felt the same. I was just like, you know, lockdowns ended but like my day-to-day schedule really hasn't changed at all but I think it's for me it's the weekends like on the weekends I'm always like try find a little adventure or a cafe or just like I think the knowledge of freedom is more powerful Mm. than anything Mm -hmm. the knowledge that you can get into your car and go anywhere or like do sit in the cafe and have a coffee whatever it is that yes like just as powerful as the act itself I think it is. that's <laughs> deep. That was good. I'm going to write that down because that was good. Let me just take my little journal and <laughs> well, I mean, Shoot. we're recording. So. <laughs>